this episode of Sowing the Seed of the Kingdom, the Reverend Kevin Hook reflects on the current lockdown and our role as Christians baptised into Jesus, seeking to encourage and care for those around us. We also, as Christians, are part of something far bigger and greater than ourselves. We are in Christ. We are a part of God's kingdom, building and binding up, encouraging and caring. Our lives matter to God and how we are, our attitudes, our deeds, our words, our example, our caring, all matter because we are a part of the kingdom of God. We come to worship just as we are, with our strengths, our weaknesses, our joys and our anxieties. But we come to the living God and we come to offer him thanks and praise. And so maybe before we, before I say a prayer, we could think about the things that we want to say thank you for and give praise for today. So maybe if you have the chat facility on your laptop or iPad or whatever it is, maybe you'd like to open chat and just put in something that you'd like to say thank you for um, and hit return. And then we'll have just a moment or two to think about that. And then I'll say a prayer and maybe I shall include some of the things that you put in in our prayer of praise and of thanksgiving. Thank you, Sheila, for suggesting this sunshine today. Where I'm sitting in my dining room, it looks more murky than sunshine, but wherever you are, the sun is still shining, even if we can't always see it, which is a truth in itself. And so shall we pray? Father God, we do indeed come to you just as we are. We come in this particularly difficult point in our nation's life and in the world's life. We come with hopes, but also anxieties. And as we come to you, so we lift our hearts to you, the God of all creation, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the God who is present with us and amongst us by your Spirit, the God who is love, the God who is encouragement and grace and forgiveness, the God who is hope and salvation. And despite the difficultness of these days as we come before you, so we recognise that there are so many things for which we need to give you thanks and praise. Not just your love in yourself, but the practical outpourings of that love and the blessings which are ours. And so indeed we thank you for the gift of each new day, the gift of the sun that continues to warm us and to enable us to live. We thank you for the health that we do enjoy and for those who care for us 
in surgeries and through the NHS, particularly in these days. We thank you for those who surround us with love, our families, both those near at hand and those who live away. We thank you for all the phone calls and video calls we have with those who love us. We thank you for the gift of friendship, for all those who help and support us. We thank you for those who surround our loved ones with care. We thank you for the beauty of the natural world, for birdsong, for the sharpness of frost, for the beauty of flowers, for food day by day. Father God, help us in every day of our lives to be thankful and to ex our express our thanks to you and to others. And Father, in our prayers, we offer you our regrets, our disappointments, our failures in faith and in love. And as we offer these things to you, we hear your word of grace to each and every one of us, that through your love, revealed to us in Jesus Christ our Lord, in death and resurrection, we know that we are your forgiven, beloved children. And so we thank you for your grace, for your forgiveness, for your restoration, for all that you are to us, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. is from Mark's Gospel. Uh, it's chapter 1 and verses 4 to 11 and the heading of this particular passage is headed that John the Baptist prepares the way. This messenger was John the Baptist. He lived in the wilderness and was preaching that people should be baptized to show that they had turned from their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. People from Jerusalem and from all over Judea travelled out into the wilderness to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptised them in the River Jordan. His clothes were woven from camel hair and he wore a leather belt. His food was locusts and wild honey. He announced Someone is coming soon who is far greater than I am, so much greater than I am not even worthy to be his slave. I baptise you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. One day, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and he was baptised by John in the River Jordan. And when Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens split open and the Holy Spirit descending like a dove on him. 
and a voice came from heaven saying, you are my beloved son and I am fully pleased with you. Amen. So the next reading is taken from Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 7, and it's entitled, Paul's Third Missionary Journey. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul travelled through the interior provinces, and finally he came to Ephesus, where he found several believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, he asked them. No, they replied, we don't know what you mean. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did you experience, he asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism was to demonstrate a desire to turn from sin and turn to God. John himself told the people to believe in Jesus, the one John said would come later. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. Amen. I'm very conscious as we gather for worship this morning that we're in a very different place, aren't we, to this time last week? Because as we all know, we're now in another lockdown. Perhaps we are more anxious for ourselves and for our loved ones. Certainly our lives seem to have a sense of being on hold or restricted. Our activities are curtailed physically. Probably we are more separated from each other and we're confined more to our homes. And it strikes me that we are all weary of all of this. We have been here before. And there is a sense of weariness at being in another lockdown. And in that context, we hear today of an incident from the life of the early church in Ephesus. Paul and 12 men who have partial understanding of Christian belief. And it's a story about baptism and about the Holy Spirit. We will probably concentrate just on baptism today. That passage begins, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. At least that's how it's translated in the NIV. And that first verse is part of the context which perhaps explains this incident. Because if you go back to the previous chapter, chapter 18, you hear how Apollos how he has been speaking with passion and knowledge about Jesus in Ephesus, but that he only knows a part of the story. He only knows about John's baptism, John the Baptist's baptism, and not Jesus. He too 
has a partial understanding, which may, of course, explain why when Paul arrives in Ephesus, he discovers these 12 disciples, and they are called disciples, who also know only in part. Apollo, then, in chapter 18, is invited to the home of Priscilla and Aquila, who give him further instruction. Apollo then feels called to move on and to preach elsewhere. And what interests me at that point is that the leaders in Ephesus, knowing Apollo's gifts, knowing his passion, seeing his potential, but also knowing he's not perfect, he's not fully there, nevertheless, they encourage him in his ministry. And not only do they encourage him to go and preach elsewhere, they write ahead to ensure that he's welcomed where he is going. And so it seems to me that part of the story reminds us that not knowing everything, not having a fully fledged faith, as it were, is not a barrier to our using and offering our gifts, to a barrier to being our witness and an effective witness to the faith that we hold. And it reminds me that seeing the potential in each other and encouraging each other is really important. Just as this particular coastal section over the last few years has encouraged its ministers in the early years and the formative years of their ministry, Catherine and now Sharon. All that is really important to encourage and to see the potential and to make it happen. It's not just about ministers, of course, it's about all of us. So maybe we should think about and look around the people who are in this Zoom chat room with us this morning, or worship room, and think about how we might continue to encourage and support each other in our faith and in our calling and in our living of our discipleship for Christ. Apollo wasn't perfect, and people knew that, but they wanted to encourage him and support him in his ministry. That is true for each and every one of us. We are called to support and encourage one another. But in a sense, I suppose that's a bit of a digression, really, because today's passage is actually about the 12 people in Ephesus, about baptism and about the spirits. And these 12 disciples in Ephesus, perhaps because of Apollo, their disciples because of him, but also maybe their limited knowledge because of him, but they don't know about the Holy Spirit, and they have received John's baptism rather than Jesus' baptism. And so Paul explains to them, John the Baptist came to prepare the way. God was about to do something new in Jesus and through Jesus. So people had to get themselves ready for this new thing that God was about to do in Jesus. They had to turn from the way they had been living, recognize their weaknesses, be sorrowful for their sinfulness. But now Jesus had come. John's baptism was in preparation. Christian baptism is a fulfillment. 
Acts. Now we heard that Paul baptised these 12 men in the name of Jesus. It could also be translated, Paul baptised them into the name of Jesus. And I like that bit about being baptised into the name of the Lord Jesus. Baptism into Christ occurs in other places of the New Testament as well. It seems to me we tend to remember often that Christ is in us through the Spirit. But sometimes we tend to forget that we are also in him. We are baptised into Christ. We are in him. It makes me think of Jesus' words, I am the vine, you are the branches. Each of us is our own branch bringing our own fruit. And yet we are all connected together. We have the same sap flowing through us. We all tap into the same source of energy and life and strength. We are all bigger. We're all part of something far greater and bigger than ourselves and our own discipleship and our own lives. And so I'd like to suggest that in these difficult weeks, where we are now and in the month ahead, when perhaps we feel our own separation, when we feel our own constraints, maybe when we feel our own anxiety, maybe we should remember that we are in Christ. You are in Christ and I am in Christ and we are in Christ together. We are part of something far bigger and greater than ourselves. We are part of Christ's church, a church united in heaven and on earth. We are where we are connected to those who have gone before us, the great saints of the life of the church, but also the saints of our own lives. We are part of a greater church, a church in all parts of the world, and later on, Rosemary is going to lead us in prayer for and as part of the world church. Look out for these slides symbolising the world church. A spoiler alert. We will remember in our prayers our brothers and sisters around the world. And so maybe I remind you again, as this church here in different homes but one in worship. How are you going to continue to encourage and support the other people you see around about you in your screens this morning? And perhaps especially, how are you going to continue to support and encourage those who don't have the technology to be here with us on Zoom, but nevertheless are in Christ with us and a part of our church community? How are we going to do that? How are you going to do that? in the next few weeks. You are in Christ. We are in Christ. We are part of something far bigger than ourselves. And being in, part, being in Christ together means that we are part of Christ's kingdom together. We are a part of God's values. We are a part of God's purposes. We are a part of God's reaching out in love and care for his world. We are part 
of something bigger than ourselves. So let me just take this moment to remind you and us this morning. The closure of our churches again in these days, which saddens us all. We all do it with a heavy heart around the circuit and indeed around the, the district. The closure of our churches again at the moment is not just about us and our safety and our anxiety. It's also about honouring the work and the sacrifice of our lovely NHS staff with all the pressures that they face in these days. It's also about sharing the pain and the sacrifice of all the other organisations and businesses around about us in our communities and in our nations who also cannot operate at the moment. That sense of we are all sharing in this pain and this moment together. We are all called to make sacrifices. It's also about acting respons responsibly as a part of our community, staying at home, keeping one another safe. Right now, it strikes me, these are the kingdom of God things that are ours. But as I remind you of that, I wonder if there are ways in which our churches can express God's care and God's reaching out to our communities, even in these difficult times. I'm delighted that the good folk of Ashburton this last week have decided that they are going to buy from local businesses to support local business as well, but they are going to buy cakes or chocolates for local schools and college staff, for the health centre staff, for the food bank staff in the coming days and weeks to say how much we appreciate what they do on behalf of us all. That's their way of reaching out with God's love. And I was delighted that somebody suggested it and the church said, yes, we want to do that. I wonder if there are ways in which we can all express God's care and God's love, reaching out as a part of his kingdom in the coming month. Our attitudes, our choices, our words and our actions matter, particularly in a divisive and an anxious and a fearful world. We were all shocked, I think, by the events in America over the last few days, perhaps sadly not totally surprised by them, but nevertheless shocked. And these are the words at the end of a statement on a president's Twitter account in the light of what happened. President Obama, this is what he said in the light of what happened. I've been heartened to see how many members of the president's party speak up forcefully today. Their voices add to the example of Republican state and local election officials who have refused to be intimidated and have discharged their duties honorably. We need more leaders like these. Right now and in the days, weeks and months ahead, as President-elect Biden works to restore a common purpose, 
it's up to all of us Americans, regardless of party, to support him in that goal. Seems to me that's what Twitter is actually for, to be able to make statements like that. We likewise, and we also, as Christians, are part of something far bigger and greater than ourselves. We are in Christ. We are a part of God's kingdom, building and binding up, encouraging and caring. Our lives matter to God and how we are, our attitudes, our deeds, our words, our example, our caring, all matter because we are a part of the kingdom of God. So I haven't got around to talking about the Spirit this morning. Sorry about that. Maybe that's another sermon for another day. But let's remember in these rather dark days when we feel the pain of separation, when we feel the pain of restriction, that we are in Christ. We stand in the grace and in the salvation and in the power of his name, because that's what being in the name of Jesus means, grace and salvation and power and belonging. We are part of something far greater than our own faith, our own lives, our own homes, because we belong to Christ's people. We belong to Christ's love. We belong to Christ's hope. We belong to Christ's kingdom. Let us live in Christ together and for Christ as his people. Thanks be to God. Amen. i
content in this podcast is adapted from recorded Zoom services held by Teambridge Methodist Circuit Coastal Section. Full videos can be viewed on their YouTube channel. Music is taken from worship audio tracks, all rights reserved.